Welcome to the podcast. I am Sarah Caesar, maker of things and organizer of things. And I am photographer Sid Caesar. And I am designer Dave Say. And welcome to our third podcast of today, Thursday, April 12th, 2018. Featuring our guest, special Featuring guest. Our guest, special guest, my wife. Hooray. Hello. Who has the day off. Who has the day off. And is spending it with us. <laughs> 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 yeah, but we're going to go eat cheese later on. So oh, that's going to be Espinanca. Espinanca. I am going Espinanca. to have chicken wings. And this is the third podcast. We're recording on April 12th. 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 Uh, 2018. Uh, and we actually are going to try something different. We're going to actually have a topic of discussion. And uh, the topic of discussion <laughs> is we were just brainstorming this road trips, scheming. And side hustles. Side hustles. And uh, and there's also a few things that... Uh, there's some people in the chat room. Eric Vaughn is visiting again. Yay. Hey, Eric. And then Kenta Koga is here. Yeah, and Kenta he Koga. says he saw our last podcast and uh, Sid has this box set of uh, the Robotech series. Mm. Like, I don't know, it looks like a bazillion... Seven discs full of extras. No, no. English yeah, just extras. and Spanish. 5-1 audio. Collector's box set. Ordinarily, how much money in the day? Back I don't in the know. Day? I didn't look on Hundreds Amazon. of dollars, this, maybe? I think on Amazon, it's got to be at least like 50 or 60 bucks. 50 or 60 bucks, but yeah. you got it for the amazing low price $10. of... $10. $10. $10. Ladies and gentlemen. Program content, approximately 2,125 minutes. That is insane. That's a lot of angsty that's, early 80s that's a, cartoon. Yeah, this was the Neo Genesis Evangeline for a, for a generation. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess not really. I think this is really the first time there was like a death in a cartoon, right? No. Was it? Like, I mean, it had. This is what, 84? Maybe maybe in this country it was the yeah, first time. Yeah. I mean, but if you'd watch Battle of the Planets or Gatchin, oh, right, 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 there right. are people dying. Yeah. Well, well don't forget about Bambi. There's oh, definitely oh, a death in Bambi. Bambi. Original, like, Bambi is the OG in this case. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bambi. I don't even think there's any death in the American Star Blazers, was there? There was just that guy trying to swim that home. That was pretty horrifying. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. And I've only heard about it. I haven't you actually had that? the gumption of seeing it. Oh. But there, there's something, a few people who are, oh, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just making stuff up. This stuff never really happened, you know. I mean, um, I think there's a battleship in it or something. And then what, there's a, motto? Or, and, and, and there's singing in Robotech, I think. Was there? I remember the, I remember the, the first movie. The Macross, do you remember love? 1984. That was, yes, and there was a lot of Lynn Min May was singing all kinds, and I just yeah. remember the American dub of Q, that. Q, Q, what were those Q. big, the big green guys with these Andretti? Was that, was what that they were Trotty, called? Yeah, yeah, and I just remember them going, "What oh, is proto culture? <laughs> right. What is proto culture?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still that. have that tape someplace. I think. Or, anyway, it's so, awesome. So uh, Eric Vaughn want, reminds me he wants to see the Chaco drone. What is the Chaco Drone? The Chaco Drone is a concept born of a conversation late one night in the virtual co-working chat room oh. in which Fluxus was talking about, uh, we were talking about chocolate, and then he was saying something, this is around Easter time, so you know people were thinking about hiding things. And then uh, <laughs> he wanted chocolate, but he knew that if he had chocolate in the house, he would have to eat it. Uh-huh. And then I suggested Easter being on my mind, that perhaps if you took the chocolate and wrapped it up in balls of foil, and hid the balls of foil around the house, or had someone else do it so you didn't know where the foil was, you would just happen upon the chocolate, and then you would eat it. <laughs> and then he said, well, 
If that happened, I would just go crazy and just tear the house apart looking for the chocolate. Said, mm. And then Roger, who is a, a professor of electrical engineering in the Netherlands, said you could make a drone that did it, a chocolate drone that would deliver the chocolate to your house at predetermined intervals and deposit so you wouldn't eat it all. Wow. And then I was going, and we're going, hmm. And I was thinking, like, I can't make a chocolate drone, but I really want to have the experience of having a chocolate drone. But because I'm a designer of resourcefulness, <laughs> so it's like, I could prototype this. Oh. And what I can do is I can just get chocolate, put it in a box, and then have it hover over my head as if it was a drone and have at least 50% of the psychological experience what? of having a chocolate drone and then determining if it's worth pursuing further. That's weird. It's all good science. <laughs> so the Choco drone, as I had prototyped, I Whoa. went to Target. And so what I'm showing here on the uh, side, I'll take a picture of this. So here's a, take a picture oh, here, of we it. can move this. And you can oh, yeah, let's move this, this stuff out of, the way. out of the way. So um, I'm unwrapping. I'll describe it. Describe this, Sarah. What am I doing? Oh, you are unwrapping a tin box. <laughs> Davis turned yeah. this into an unboxing video. There's candy inside a tin and box. And there is candy there. Oh, Fevron Rocher. So the interesting thing about it is oh, we can't eat these because this, this is the prototype. This is the prototype. Oh. So, uh, I'm going to have to blast it into my ceiling. It's like shortly. I'll attach it with something. So it just hovers over my head like this and I sense <laughs> that there is available chocolate. And then at some point, if I could figure out a release mechanism, I could just press it go... And the chocolate would rain it? down, and like then I would get to eat it. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That is weird. It's, yeah, really, I like it's, that. it's a good concept. I was thinking what you could do is you could take little tiny boxes and put chocolate in boxes and then just like mail them to yourself at random times. <laughs> that's genius. That That's a good segue so into the side hustle. So that you would get a package in the mail, and you'd be like, oh, it's candy. <laughs> yeah, from someone I know, from not a me. stranger. Right. Or you yeah. could, you know, like you could pay somebody to like make all the boxes and give them to somebody, and then, then they could mail them. So that you don't know when they're going to show up. Yep, yep. That yep. would be even better. Yeah, yeah. Because so, if you mail them to yourself, then you would know roughly when you'd be getting them. Yeah, so that is Choco Drone. Eric oh. says, I wonder if Key Up from the Battle of Plants influenced Edward from Bebop. <laughs> Key Up. Hmm. Key Up, Key I don't know. That's a good question. In the American version, didn't he? That's all he said, right? Is it in the... In I never saw the American version. Oh, I think... Was it... I think in the American version, he just the made the sound. Again. Yeah, Call, like... Call. They, Key... Is it... The G-Force. Key-Up, isn't that something that they added to the American version? It wasn't in the original. There are two robots in the American... Uh, well, Key-Up was the little kid. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Like the youngest one, I think. Yeah, maybe he's just a type. much about battle plans. And then Kenta Kogus says, uh, or he adds, prototype Choco Drone reminds me of a ring-ding. Is that some sort of primordial <laughs> chocolate candy? Ring-ding is a, like a cake covered in chocolate, and then it has cream filling in the middle. Oh, that's like a terrible. Ho -ho, like a ho-ho. A ho-ho. A ho-ho. Those, those, those are those terrible, like, plasticky yes. desserts. Yes. And then Kentakoga says, I suggest creating a flaccid Gordon-esque stump with multiple holes. You stick your hand in to get it. <laughs> if you stick your hand in the wrong hole, you get Whoa. an incredibly painful stink. <laughs> <laughs> now that is an experience. We just watched that a little We did, ago. and it had an incredible opening sequence. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. I but, wish I could describe oh, it now. Oh, it was like a comic book. Wasn't yeah, it, it was Dune like a comic too? book. Well, I was thinking like the Bene Gesserit had that, that um, pain box, and... Uh, I don't know. And, and uh, what's his name? Kyle. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Like, Paul like, Atreides. Paul. He has, a, has he put his hand into the oh. box of... Something. Yeah. Pain box. Chocolate pain box. Chocolate. This is, so this is a good segue into our, our discussion of, of road trips, scheming, and side hustles. So we didn't really have 
we, we've gone through all of our news. We have director of uh, NHIA alumni relations, Sarah here, and yes, she told us all yes, the cool indeed. stuff that's happening. Lots of cool things. Cool things. Yeah. So do you have summer stuff that happens? Well, um, we have our, our graduations happening on May 20th, the day before graduation every year. We have a giant party at <gasps> the school. And it's, we used to call it the preview party of the, the um, Bachelor of Fine Arts graduates' work. Oh. But now it's called the, the BFA exhibition, opening reception. The and it's BFA. A, yeah, BFA. And um, <laughs> so it's an exhibition of over 1,000 works of art. Really? And huh. last year we had over 900 people show up. Wow. And everything's for sale, and it was, too, right? Everything's for sale. You I can buy some really that. incredible, good-priced art. We have food trucks in the um, in the park outside. We have uh, beer that. tastings. What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. It's it's oh, it's wow. a really good time. So, yep. I'm working on that. Excellent. Yeah, and then we are probably going to have some other stuff during the summer. I'm, mm. I'm working on doing some um, creative business networking. Um, oh. Like after hours events mm-hmm. um, in Manchester. <clears throat> So we shall see what happens there. Also, maybe That's at like um, bars and restaurants. So, mm-hmm. so just some creative huh. business networking yeah, stuff, yeah. which is going to be fun. And then you do a lot of events at the LaBelle Winery, too. Right? I do. You yes, do we have talks. a designer going to oh. be at um, LaBelle Winery oh. on the 22nd of February um, mm-hmm. in the April. afternoon. Not February, April. April, April. <laughs> April 22nd. I forgot what month we're in. <laughs> yep, yep. So you, this by month. the time people hear this podcast, they will have had it. Yes. Oh, that's right. right. right so right, I should right. have talked about it before. But anyway, that's, so that's going to be a great one, too. We always have a different artist. Um, six times a year, we've got an artist oh, speaking great. at um, the Winery. We've got a lot of stuff going on. An artist, yes. Huh. She's kicking butt. So then you're planning on a road trip after this? We were thinking May, of or? it. So, yeah, we, we at the beginning of June, we might take... I'm going to be ta- taking two weeks off, and uh-huh. we shall see what happens. We want to hmm. do a little exploration of the... We haven't taken a road trip in a while. The area. I yeah, think so. the last one was when we drove down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was maybe three years ago. Yeah, it was... Two or three yeah. years ago. Atlanta, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Atlanta, the, GA. Did you? Like in Smokey in the Van. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what inspires you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you see a movie and says, you know, we need to do that road trip. <laughs> You should ask Sarah about the amount of sexism that was in that movie that we didn't realize was actually in there. What, it was, in, uh, it was a Smoky lot of the sexist yes. phrases yes. that were used. Yes. Yeah. Derogatory female yeah, terms. They, yeah, derogatory female terms, but they weren't actually being particularly derogatory to the women. <laughs> The, the, <laughs> except for the phrases they're being respectful <laughs> respectfully okay, so using <laughs> the intent wasn't malicious no it wasn't malicious but it intent, was just but it, was it was so just, socially accepted that was that was just, just it, it that's literally what was going <laughs> on at that time it seemed like that just was common did you behavior. know speaking so we're going to segue into Smoking the Bandit. So Smoking the Bandit was directed by Hal Needham. Hal Needham was also the guy that directed Smoking the Bandit 2, uh-huh. uh, the two Cannibal Run movies, and then a movie Wait, those called, are different movies? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. So, and they're all, so there's a certain thing. So Hal Needham was a stuntman in Hollywood, uh-huh. and he really loved, like, car stunts and car driving, cars driving really fast, yep. and it turned out, before they made, I think the first one out of all those movies was the first Smoking the Bandit. Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham were roommates. 
And so it was like, Hall Needham was just kind of like, hey, Bert, we need to make a movie that has lots of car crashes and car chases, and you should be in it. (laughs) And then they went on this whole thing where they made Smoking the Bandits, and they made this other movie called Hooper, where Burt Reynolds played a stuntman, the world's greatest stuntman, and then they made the Cannonball Run movies. I just think that's kind of cool. There was like two roommates, and they were like, we should just make a whole bunch of movies that are nothing but car speedings and car crashes and cars and crashing and stunts. Yeah. And Burt was like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder if that's what happens with like the John Wicks. Like, type uh, yeah, you know, like what other movies like, have come we about? Make, we need to put Keanu Reeves in this movie with all this, like, and he'll do all this cool stuff. And I then, would bet that's probably how. Um, oh, what was that? That first movie that had um, the, the the little guy from Community that, that's in Atlanta now. What's it? Uh, oh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. That first. What was that first movie they made with the? It was a monster movie, right? It was uh, something club. The the. They, they played yeah, like a group of... Monster of, Club or something. Oh, right, monster. A, okay. What is the name of that movie? I don't remember. Oh. I wonder that's how that came about. Like, they were like, oh, we need to make a movie. And it's about, like, yeah. nerdy detectives. Yeah, you know, I was thinking earlier, there was someone in the chat room asking about um, about how to freelance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was, and like, you know, other people who had the experience, like, you, you get a list of agencies, you make three different resumes, you apply to them, and uh, you keep track of them with a database or a mm-hmm. spreadsheet. <laughs> and I'm thinking that, like... I've never, I, I, and I was like, I'm a freelancer. Like, I should have advice here, but I've never done that. Uh, <laughs> and, and because the way I've always gotten work has been through people I've worked with or knew, who knew my work or knew what I could do, um, people who um, were already, were, were making things. So it was word of mouth. Yeah. Um, or they approached me because they saw something that I had done on my website. Yeah. And I was like, so, I, and it occurred to me, what well, the reason, the reason why I haven't had to do this is because for some reason I've always been in that community of people who are doing things and no other people who have done things. Hmm. And so like this, the, the, your, your um, Hal Needham story. Yep. It's like the guys, these were guys who were doing things, you know, right, right. and the people who are doing things recognize that people are doing things and this kind of creates their own opportunity around there. Whereas if you are living, or if you're not doing that, then you are at the whims of the gatekeepers, yep. like the monster.coms or the agencies and, right. and stuff like that. So, you know, so... It's all about networking, really. Yeah. Creating a network. Right. Networking. So, and the way, I just hate the way people talk about networking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you need it's to network. So impersonal. Yeah. It's so impersonal. So, but, but, yeah, it's been so, corporified. It's like a corporified right. word. Like, you know, yeah, networking event. It's like they, they've put a label on and therefore they pretend they understand it. Right. But like, I think for people like us, I mean, we need to be around people who are also inspiring us, who are also makers of some kind. Right. Like, even if they're not making something completely different you know, than what we make, we at least recognize the energy that that's someone who's making something cool that I can I can right. I don't understand it but I like it. Right. I like that this person's making it and I like that person. And if the opportunity comes up, who's that person who helped me out with that bucket? Oh, Sarah helped me out with that bucket. I wonder if she and she's doing this now. I wonder if the trust is already there, so the network is already in place. So you go and say like, "Hey, remember that bucket thing that you helped me with? Like, I have like six of them now, and but I need a manager for it. Right. And I'm wondering if you're available and we can talk about it. It's like you Let's need go. like a creative, a creative version of a networking event mm-hmm. that's like not. Yeah, well, I've been seeing we've a been lot of those. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of articles recently. I post articles on um, the website for work. And a lot of them that I've been posting talk about you really have to make a personal connection with these people that you're networking with. Mm. So like you were saying, um, ask them questions about themselves um, and actually genuinely be interested in them. Yeah, Yeah. genuinely be interested in them, you know, and then show that interest. And you know what? People like it when you're interested in Mm -hmm. them. 
Like one thing I noticed, like, and you notice this too, probably, and you're seeing this as well, I imagine. Like, if you mention somebody on your website or newsletter or something, I say, I talked to this person, this person was awesome, made this cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, for a lot of people, that's like really, really huge. Right. I mean, right. like, you know, especially you know, like they're just getting started or, you know, no one likes my stuff or, you know, just right. they like it, you know, but it's nice to have the affirmation that someone else yeah, is yeah, seeing yeah. what you're working on. Yeah. I had blogged about you that. Know? There was that, I, it was like a random incoming link one time and I followed it and it was this other photographer in the other part of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he just, he tagged my website cause he was talking about like other people that took really good shots with like off camera flash or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he had grouped me with these other people that were like, I am in nowhere near the same <laughs> level, you know, yeah. and everything. And I was like, Oh my God, it, it feels good that other people recognize your stuff and appreciate it. And yeah, you know, yeah. like he wanted to talk about it. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's when that happens to me, like I try to like, I, yeah, this is the song I should be better at. It's like to reach out and say, Hey, this is great. You know, um, and just ask some questions yeah. like that's so hard for me to do um, and I think that helps that will help with my networking that will help with my outreach it will help connect with people who are doing interesting things right I mean I think that maybe is like a, a good predictor of a success and it leads to opportunities like these hustles that like it's great well, a nice hustle well, again there's two ways of I'm thinking about a hustle in terms of like just doing something that's kind of spontaneous with somebody yep. not in terms of like where you're going to con people <laughs> but in a way it feels like cool i think the reason why i like the word hustle is because i have a plate that has hustle cat on it and you know just it's just a cat. plate but but also there's the idea that we're allowed to get away with doing this allowed to get away with doing something that we think is interesting and fun and cool that other people might like and might even want to make money give us money for it right I mean, wouldn't that be the ridiculous, <laughs> wonderful thing that we could do where it says, no, 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 you need to go be certified in this thing, and then you need to be, say, you're loyal to the company, and yeah, then you yeah. need to put in your yeah. 60 hours a week at first. We're going to only pay you for 30 of them, but you need to show us that you're really, yeah, sure. really <laughs> serious about becoming part of our wonderful corporate family. And I was like, no. I want to make mud pies, bake them, paint them funny colors, and then people spend spend $1,000 for it. If I can get that to happen, you can keep your stinky corporate job. I'm yes. making mud pies and sell them for $1,000. <laughs> now, if you could, uh, how do you get people to do that? The scheming. That's mm-hmm. where it comes in. Oh, and then the topic is the road trip sure. scheming and hustles. Because, you know, a road trip is, is your version of something that you would love to have the resources to do in style, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like a nice RV, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I don't know, like a nice portable grill or whatever, <laughs> however you want to do it, you know, like to recreate like a certain movie. You know, yeah. For me, I want, I guess, I'm not sure what I want, but I want to have the facilities, you know, like you know, my living room cafe is kind of my attempt to sort of do it within my means Yeah. Um, to ha- create a space where people can meet and, and do things. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 we need these resources. Um, you know, so that, that's, that was how I thought all these topics <laughs> tied together. <laughs> And uh, I love scheming with people, like the Choco Drone thing. It was great. Like, it's like, <laughs> I was telling you what my idea was, and you and you were kind of baffled by it. But then you got an idea, and then and Sarah got an idea, and then like Kenta Koga had an idea, <laughs> idea, and he took it way too far. But it was a great <laughs> idea. So um, the the joy and energy that comes from this this kind of thing. These are the people like I like to be around. The people who can like you, you can take an idea. You kind of says, all right, I've got the ball. I'm going to run with it. Right. And because we're friends, I know you're letting me run with it. And you're not going to laugh at me <laughs> the way I'm running with it. Right. Because, 
maybe this can go somewhere, you know? Don't let I mean, I love that sense of possibility, and I love the ability and, and having the freedom to go and pursue stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, Which is hard for a lot of people, because it is. a lot of people get trapped into that the, structured... A lot of people like will tell them they can't do that, or they're right. not allowed to do that, or they feel they don't deserve to do right. it, or, or whatever reason. That's something I've been trying to train myself out of. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean... You know, I, I tell my, I ask myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm wearing, I'm wearing this nail polish. This color, I don't think, worked with me, but I'm getting away with it somehow. It's an amazing color, though. It is an amazing. <laughs> it is thank amazing. you. <laughs> thank you. And like the the so the the, the big idea was like oh. I have all these different fountain pens. So I have this yellow fountain pen, and I am trying to match <laughs> the color, <laughs> polish colors with them. So I have matched. This one, that pink one over there. Oh yeah, the pink. Yeah. yeah, the pink one is the one that I look the best. I think this 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 color is not so. Yeah, so but you know these these this was hard to do because I said like I'm gonna be judged for this and then people are gonna think I'm weird and then maybe they'll punch me in the. F I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> They're gonna punch me in the face or or something. Instead, what's happened is like I've been getting like lots of compliments from people <laughs> at yeah. cash registers. Yeah, it says oh I love your nails. You know, that kind of <laughs> you know? so um, it's it's been interesting and eye opening and like. Who says I can't do this? Right. You know? Um, the, to also, as an artist, like, I, I don't do many artistic things, but I have this artistic proclivity. It's like, I just like to see what happens when you do something. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, let me try this, see what happens, you know? Uh, I've been trying to wear my bowler hat outside, yeah. even though I've been feeling incredibly self-conscious about it. So, like, yeah. who wears a bowler hat? I've never seen anyone wear a bowler hat, in, like, in here, like, anywhere <laughs> in, huh. in this part of and so, like, I'm walking, and it's like, what do people, who do, who do I think I am? That's, I'm, I'm hearing the voices of other people judging me before they even right. have judged me. Right. And, you know, if you're trying to make something that, you're, that is good, or you want to make something and you're not, don't know how to do it, and then you just show it to someone, it's an incredible act of bravery, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, like, you have a side hustle going on. Like with the, uh, the goat photographs. Goat photographs. Yes. Yeah, it's, I haven't been working really hard at hustling recently because I haven't had many for sale. But yeah, I, I just recently printed some more, and uh -huh. uh, I've been upset about frames too. So I, I recently ordered some some new wooden mm -hmm. frames um, that I haven't even seen yet. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna like them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, I think so, if 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 you don't like them, the goat pictures themselves will more right, than exactly, make up for like exactly. you know, the frames, and it will be amazing. Yeah, so I'm going to try to sell more goat photographs. And there's a, a sheep and wool festival coming up in a couple of weeks <laughs> wow. in May, actually in a month in May. <laughs> Opportunity which is comes where to knock Yeah, I took a lot of the the ones that I already have at a, por a previous um, sheep and wool festival. So we're going to go, and I'm going to try to get some more more goat photographs. That's a fantastic idea. Like you have all these goat photographs, and then you go back to the place and you sell pictures of goats to people. Oh, who that would be amazing! Or love too. goats. Yep, we could have a whole goat stand at yeah. the sheep. And <laughs> uh, so like, so you know, it'll be goats, 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 and then you can like, and you, know, so if you can't afford to bring a goat home today. You can take a picture. Take a picture of a goat. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. An uh, aged picture. People of a probably goat. would recognize that's that's mm -hmm. that's, that's Bob's goat. goat. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought that. Man. Like a goat passed back in mm. uh, back in old seventeen, but. That's a good-looking goat. <laughs> Sheep and wool <laughs> festival. We went to that prior to me figuring out I was allergic to wool. Oh, no. I, well, I'm allergic to wool too. Oh, you are. Yeah. I'm supposed to be allergic to wool yeah. as well. I have to photograph at a distance. <laughs> well, as long as you don't get it on your skin, I think it's okay. okay. Don't, don't touch. Don't climb don't, into the pen. It's actually the, goat. the sheep. The sheep, not the goat. Okay. So we'll we'll photograph uh, goats. Goat's <laughs> <and not laughs> <sheep. laughs> 
I don't know. Like uh, maybe. <laughs> they <laughs> might be. So that's that's great. So so what's is there a particular reason why you're pushing on the goats right now of, of all the other millions of possible things that you could be doing? Well, it's a hustle. So I mean, people people buy them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so if I want to, but no, that's something actually I've read recently, and it made me feel better about artwork. Yeah. So you can kind of separate the artwork that you want to make, your personal artwork from mm-hmm. the stuff that people w- want to buy. So you can you make separate yes. lines and that way you yes. don't feel so bad about just making stuff that people mm-hmm. want to buy. Huh. And um, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where did you read that? I'd love to see that. I'll uh, see if I can work. find it for you. Cool. We'll yeah. put it in the show notes. Uh, our friend Gary Constantine once talked about, the, with me, he talked about the idea that there are, there's your inner circle, and then there's everybody mm-hmm. else. And uh, so I was thinking it kind of in similar terms. So for, for Gary, he makes like, well, he does a lot of different things, and he compartmentalizes uh, the subjects of his making toward specific market segments. Like, you know, this group A doesn't like group B. He does both things for group A and right. group B, but they're just completely different aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the one of them is like, it's like Tiki's. The other one is yep. like, you know, meticulously restored like automobile parts and stuff yep. like this. And they don't, these, these people have different values yeah. systems or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they don't cross-pollinate. And, 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 and so, you know, the idea that people can even process that the same person is talented enough to do both things, it, it's like an anti-marketing things so there's no way you could do that it's, oh is there something there's nothing here that's oh. what was the last thing he said he's that also one the girl the flash gordon-esque stuff oh, right. with multiple holes <laughs> and, and so yeah so having the, the the there's the market that gets you mm-hmm. right and then there's the market that like they just happen to like something that right. you've done exactly I, yeah, yeah. I, I used to have this big problem with my my design work when i'm selling my stationery because like there's all this thought that went into it and I figured out that a lot of people just like that it looks clean, <laughs> and yeah. they don't they don't care all about the other stuff. <laughs> but they're but the, then I the the people that I'm really making it for the people who really kind of say they see I see what have you what you've done here, mm-hmm. and I like what you've done here, and I appreciate what you've done there. And those are the people that I guess drive you, and I can use that energy to produce things for other markets that. You know, are from that. They're drawn from that, but they don't have to serve that that same. Need, right. You know, so it's like, you know, I imagine like like you you might think of like that with your some of your photographers. I still like deal it. with it all the time because I I like I do the commercial stuff, which is the headshots and the yep. the band stuff, and I really like to shoot that stuff. But at the same time, I really like you know like all the stuff I've been doing with toys. But I just can't f- figure out where my audience is with that. Yeah. You know, it's like I've got a lot of stuff, but. I, but and maybe maybe it. don't have an audience like what I'm doing with that other stuff that I'm posting on Instagram. I, right. I want to have an exhibition of that work, but I don't care if it sells or not. I just want right. to. That's my right. goal is to to mm. exhibit the work rather right. than that's, sell it. Huh. That is a, I, I have confidence in the work. Yes, that's like excellent. Yeah. So, and it's a good approach. Like one thing that I've noticed is like the moment you have something you can call a collection. And then you become the the bearer of the collection, and it's up to other people to respond to it, and they're going to respond to it in ways that you can never predict. Right, right. And right. so long as you're interested in what they're doing and you're interested in their reaction, that creates the opportunity for something. So it may be like you know, there's like a secret society of goat people. Well, let's not think too much. <laughs> let's not think too much about what that means, but but they might just say like you know we really need excellent photos of goats, and we've exhausted the Getty stock library of goats, and we're right. tired of seeing these stock goats. We need some really down to earth goats. Goats, authentic 
goats. Goats that are themselves not <laughs> posed for the commercial <laughs> art industry. And yeah. then says, there's this woman here who makes these amazing goat pictures. It's like, they take pictures of goats like, like we've known them all our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, that kind of thing. So you've got the collections yeah. and the confidence of what it is. So just making even available for the opportunities to happen, yeah, that's the, maybe that's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I can't believe how fast that went. <laughs> but we were talking about goats. Yes. A fascinating goats. subject. Thanks, goats. Sarah, goats. for being here. For yes, pen. thank you for being here, Sarah. My pleasure. Yep. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, I guess that wraps it up for this batch of podcasts. We've been recording them live on my YouTube channel. And uh, you'll be able to um, go back to the website uh, and click on to see the individual video segments that go along. Yes. Uh, see some of the stuff we're talking about. We'll have notes and stuff over there. This has been, uh, I guess, you know, I guess we'll, we might have a few more. I'm going to be out of the country at the end of April, but we can probably do maybe like a session and just cover so there'll be stuff yeah. that comes out. So yeah, it'll can, be fine. We Thanks. can do like one extended one or something just to yeah, yeah, we could, we could prattle for a while. Right, right, right. Um, Thanks to Eric Vaughn and Kenta Kogo for joining us in the chat room. Yes, thank you guys. Providing your invaluable input. <laughs> we hope we didn't create too many spoilers <laughs> for, for movies. We didn't even talk about movies a whole lot. I love that story, though, about the whole, like, uh, the Hal Needleman. Just hanging stuff, out. Like, just hanging out. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. Like, I've been watching, re-watching Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. On, uh, I, had, I had didn't know that they had made a series recently. Oh, really? And it's like... Is it good? I am enjoying it. Yeah. I am in two episodes in it. But that's that's one of those things like you know, um Sam Raimi and you know Right. Like this is like, let's make a horror movie and like Yeah, they were all stuff. buddies. Yeah. And they were like, let's make a horror movie. Yeah. So something to aspire to. Let's do that this summer. We're gonna get some make a horror movie. <laughs> or something. I mean <laughs> I'm already a mess. Okay, so that's the podcast. I'm Designer Dave Say. I am photographer Sid Caesar. And I am Maker Sarah Caesar. And yeah. we will see everybody later. Have a good week. Have a good week. Yeah. Music provided by Michael Bellar and the Aziz Ensemble. Visit him online at michaelbellar.com. Loud. (laughs) Give him your love. Give him your love. He's a good guy. One of the best. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we should catch up with him sometime. Road trip. Continue on. Boom. Hang out with Michael Bellar at his house. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on, Sarah. Come back anytime. Bye.